The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over or under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. It is Monday, the 23rd of May, and we are here to handicap the slate of games for Tuesday, the 24th of May. Uh, we're pulling double duty today. Uh, already done the Monday games, which hopefully people caught up with and got your bets on. The uh, first pitch is around about half an hour from now. Uh, and joining me for the second time uh, today, uh, it's a rather sleepy Mr. Noah Bennett. Noah, how are you doing, man? Nice to see you awake. How's it going, uh, Malcolm? Yeah, just a, a little boneheaded move by me on my part. Took a, <laughs> a uh, pill for sinuses, and then while I was handicapping games in our little four-hour window, passed out. So I don't have my typical <laughs> DFS. I don't have my typical DFS stats that I typically would for a podcast. But I'm ready to go with some gambling angles and uh, ready to pick some games with you. So, uh, without further ado, I feel, I feel like I'm slowly, it. slowly dragging everyone down to my level. This is what I tend to do. Instead of raising my level to that of those, <laughs> I'll just drag everyone down. So, uh, <laughs> everyone's starting to get the times wrong now because of me. I've, I've now started to get you all messed up with the times, and now yeah. you start sleeping through things. My uh, my general lethargy towards everything is starting to rub off uh, all this way. So, yeah. Uh, you can have that. You can have that little nap on. Not a problem. Literally, if you want to sneak peek into our group chat, it was okay. I've started <laughs> to handicap these games, and then, boom! My computer gives me this little notification. And it's four thirty, the recording time. Malcolm goes, "I'm done." And I was like, "Holy shit!" My hand is all red because I just fell asleep on my keyboard. But yeah, so uh, yeah, not not the brightest move by my part, but uh, we're ready now. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're very ready, and luckily, uh, we've got all the winners as well. So, yeah. not like about any of that. We've already yeah, had some. Uh, I I came in third overall our... for tally site. You had a good week as well. Yeah, good stuff. yeah. I keep keep landing ahead. Um, keep landing in uh, plus five hundred, which uh, in a long old MLB season is a good place to be, and I seem to be. Uh, on fire with the over unders. That's been my friend the last three or four weeks now. So nice. yeah, just keep doing keep doing what I'm doing. Like so, yeah, it's, yeah. it's working out all right. Um, yeah, we've already had, the, had some f- feedback from uh, the earlier podcast that we did today for the Monday game. Oh, did we? I did. Yeah, I did take <laughs> the piss out of you a little bit. Oh, I suppose you slept through all that. Is that as yeah? There's a couple of people laughing at um, the mild amount of stick I gave you, um, yeah. and then also the. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> the ad reads, which will come up later on, I'm sure we'll get to that. The manscaped ad read. Patrick is in touch. It's actually nice to know that people don't skip through those and they'll actually listen to you. Now. Yeah. Yeah, I must admit. Uh, sometimes, if you haven't got time, you just want to get to the picks, you might just skip through to the end, but I can't imagine people ever do that with us. Uh, yeah, Patrick uh, was being in touch. So thanks for getting in touch, Patrick. I'm glad you enjoyed my work uh, on the ad read. And, uh, like I say, I hope you are uh, take your balls for a pina colada later on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, quote. hit us up on Twitter at MLBSGPN or <laughs> Malcolm on Twitter, me on Twitter. I love answering DMs on different games and stuff. It's always fun talking to you guys. So love the interactions. Uh, the first game tomorrow is the 6.35 Eastern uh, first pitch, which is the Colorado Rockies and the Pittsburgh Pirates. And it is one of the few TBD pitches. I think we might have two, possibly three tonight. Uh, so we can get this one out of the way first. Kyle Freeland is going for Colorado. Um, and it's the Pirates who are TBD. I've got nothing at all for them. Uh, Freeland, one and four with a 485 ERA. Um, 
and that's about all I can tell you. There's no lines up on Tally site either, which tells you that the pitching matchup is still up in the air. This was a game that um, I was actually looking to see what happened today in that Rockies and Pirates game um, because we we fancied Colorado. I think at least two of us uh, locked them up, actually. Megan Dillon uh, locked up Colorado earlier on, but I did want to watch this game just to see um, how they played off the back of that long home stand that they'd had. Uh, and Freeland has been good on his two road starts. So I was looking towards the Rockies um, as a lean. He's got a, he's got a 0.82 ERA on the road. Only had those two um, two starts, but nothing. he hasn't done anything wrong. Uh, but yeah, but apart from that, I can't give you anything else really. Um, Noah, did uh, anything come onto your radar with this one or was it just uh, too vague? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it is a little vague when you're missing a pitcher here, but uh, this is Mitch Keller's spot in the rotation, but the Pirates moved him to the bullpen because he's been so inconsistent and that they're hoping that if he, if they just give him a one, maybe a two-inning job, that he can shore up on some of his um, – location issues and stuff like that because he does show promise at some times and it's really frustrating as somewhat of a Pirates fan to see the talent that he could have and doesn't bring to the table every given day so um, I I do I would mention this Um, have you guys had Ariel Epstein on the podcast I know Dave was trying to uh, get us with her right yeah, Moonaf has. Um, I think they did some NBA stuff last week. Okay. So, yeah, Ariel on the MLB Network um, pre-game spread. I, I forget the name of the show. She locked up the Pirates on the money line against the Rockies today on Monday. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we, oh, we got a little cool. bit of a little bit of a uh, duel. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, we'll te- test our metal against uh, everyone, see. Uh, yeah. What comes up there? Uh, yeah, so we'll we move on to the 640 Eastern first pitch, which is the Chicago Cubs and the Cincinnati Reds. Marcus Stroman is pitching for the Cubs and Tyler Marley goes for Cincinnati. The Cubs are minus 106, Cincinnati minus 112, so very nearly a pick The over-under is at eight. Uh, Noah, take it away. Cubs at Reds. Yeah, so Marcus Stroman's one and four on the year with a 488 ERA, 28 strikeouts, 31.1 innings pitched on the season. In the Stro Show's first appearance back from injury, he pitched five innings with six strikeouts, zero walks, and two earned runs against the Diamondbacks, which was actually his best start so far this season. On the other end, Tyler Molly is another struggling pitcher who is two and four on the year with a 523 ERA in 43.1 innings pitched with 44 strikeouts and 20 walks. His last two starts were against Cleveland and Pittsburgh, and they have been great. In both games, he went six innings and gave up two runs to Pitt and only one to Cleveland. I'll pick the Reds to win the game cover and for the total to go under. Uh, okay. I love that. Uh, I thought exactly the same. I've got, I've got the Reds down. I took them earlier on. A couple of hours ago, plus 100. Uh, so they've, they've shortened up a little bit to that minus 112 price. I just don't really trust Strowman. Actually, both pitches uh, recently have been a lot better. If you look at the last couple of starts, um, Strowman has given up, what, four earned runs in his last 18 innings pitched. Um, he had a good start at Milwaukee where he gave up no earned runs to seven. And then he had that little break for injury. Um that was on the 1st of May. Then he came back on the 19th of May. Uh, so he had, a, he had a couple of weeks off and he's been fine. And Tyler Marley, actually, I think we've picked him the last couple of times on the on the podcast and um, he's done okay for us. He, he seems to be rolling a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought that was a decent price for Marley. And again, he, he's uh, if it's not broke, don't fix it. He, he got yeah. a win at Pittsburgh for and- us and pitched really well, just gave up one at Cleveland. And Cincinnati are a different team, frankly. Yeah. Uh, just I mentioned the stat. Oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, sorry. I mentioned I mentioned the stat where uh, both these teams have placed fifteen guys on the injured list in the last five yeah. days, which is just crazy. And I, yeah, that that's one thing, one reason why I, I like the unders here for the series. Yeah, uh, like I was, I was just saying that Cincinnati being a almost a different team, really. So at least they're, they're playing kind of five hundred ball ever since they had that disastrous. Uh, 
Really so Joey Votto is eventually back off the COVID IL. I had him on my TGFBI he, team. Um, he hit a home that, run in Toronto uh, over the weekend. Yeah, I think well, he was on my bench. That's probably why I didn't notice that. Um, <laughs> he just had that. He had that COVID little yeah. designation for about two weeks. Like, so obviously, uh, whether or I, not the way. I know he's Canadian, and that was they were advertising that as ah. like his last game in Toronto. So yeah. that was that was a big moment. That was pretty cool. Okay, interesting. So yeah, so that'll help them as well. Hopefully, can uh, I need a few dingers in that in that fantasy league? So uh, hopefully that'll do it for us. So yeah, uh, all about the Reds for us. Then we'll take Tyler Marley. Uh, there, six forty Eastern first pitch is the Miami Marlins at the Tampa Bay Rays. Pablo Lopez and Shane McClanahan uh, are the two pitchers. Whoa, there, me tally site has just gone berserk. Uh, <laughs> Miami are plus 140 um, underdogs and Tampa Bay are minus 164. The overall under is a very skinny looking minus six and a half, um, which is because this looks like a proper pitcher's due. Uh, Lopez is four and one, 157 ERA. Um, he started eight games, pitched 46 innings with 48 strikeouts. He's got a whip of 0 91. Um, Clanahan is three and two with a two thirty-three ERA, uh, forty-six and a third innings pitch, sixty-five strikeouts, and a 0.86 whip. Um, eight games started each, and the the two pitchers whips are zero ninety-one and zero eighty-six, which is mega impressive. Um, Lopez has been going along great. Um, he did give up three earned runs uh, and only pitched three innings against Washington last time. That was by far his worst start of. Uh, of the season or a shaky start, maybe a better way of describing it. Um, he's had three road starts so far this season, uh, 0.47 ERA in those three road starts. Uh, McClanahan's only given up one and one in his last 14 innings pitched. Um, Tampa are coming good as well. Uh, we always sort of just don't ignore them, but the amount of time, even on this podcast, there's been a lot of Yankees chat. There's been a lot of Toronto chat. There's been a lot of Boston chat. Uh, and I can't remember talking at length about Tampa Bay. This is just how they do things under the radar. Uh, we've probably given Baltimore more coverage than Tampa. Um, but they are 24 and 17. They've got a, uh, a better record than Toronto. They're 6 and 4 in the last 10. Uh, a plus run differential. Um, absolutely fine. Like, so I thought this was a hard game to handicap. I thought that um, Tampa were too short on the money line. I couldn't take them on the money line. Um, I couldn't in any good faith take the under six and a half either. So as boring as it sounds, um, I've got a no bet for this one. No apologies for that. That stinks. But yeah, it was a no bet. Everything just seemed way too tight and I wasn't good enough to separate them. Um, did you have a, an opinion on any side here? Well, so these are my predicted AL East champions this year and the Tampa Bay Rays and I will be grabbing my popcorn because this is, in my opinion, the matchup of the day between my two workhorses on my fantasy roster, uh, Pablo Lopez <laughs> and Shane O'Mac, <clears throat> both, I think, sixth and seventh round picks. Those are the, the two guys that I can really take pride in right now that they're performing for me in the uh, D-Gen League. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if, <clears throat> if, you're, if you're willing to do it, <clears throat> The under six and a half is very, very tempting because both these guys have dealt so far this year. And like you said, the Tampa Bay money line would be the side that I would choose, but it looks a little juicy. Um, so, and I wouldn't be too comfortable in taking that, knowing that Pablo Lopez could easily be on the other side and shove himself. So, I mean, yeah, yeah I, I, under six and a half would be a bet if you would take one. That would be the one that I would recommend okay yeah it's, it's skinny but yeah it's skinny for a reason and uh yeah it's it's there to be taken on if you want to do it so no problem with that at all no it is going to be uh, a really tight game next is the uh, 705 eastern first pitch between the la dodgers and the washington nationals walker bueller goes for the dodgers and jojo gray uh, goes for washington the lines are minus 250 for the dodgers Plus 208 for Washington. The over-under is set at eight and a half. 
and uh, you've got this one under control. Noah, tell us all about it. Yeah, so Walker Bueller versus Josiah Gray. Bueller, he's 5-1 and one on the year with a 289 ERA, 39 strikeouts, only 12 walks and 47.2 innings pitched. And his last two starts, they've come at home in Dodger Stadium against the D-backs and the Phillies. He gave up five runs to Philly and the two to the Snakes. Overall, they were two non-Bueller-like starts, so I look for him to bounce back in this matchup. As for Josiah Gray, he's 4-3 and three on the year with a 4.36 ERA, 46 strikeouts, only 18 walks in 43.1 innings pitched. JoJo's last two outings resulted in a no decision versus the Marlins and a loss versus the Astros. Take that into account. He racked up 12 strikeouts and only two walks in the combined 12.1 innings pitched against the two teams. Gray was tagged by a good Houston lineup for six runs, but reading in between the lines, it wasn't that bad of a start. I'm looking at big time value for the Nationals on the money line, run line, and the total to be under. I'll bet all of those. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, I came down on the Nationals as well, not as aggressively as you used to have. Um, I'm still not completely out on Gray. Uh I think he's uh, I think he's got some bits and bobs left in him. Um one of the things you know is sometimes you hear other people um you can get seduced by what other people tell you. And I think I listened to the radio call of the Nationals game a couple of weeks ago. Um and obviously it was the Nationals announcers, so they were everything uh, he'd done wrong, they were making an excuse for it. Everything they he'd done right, they were talking up. Um but yeah, I've watched a couple of his starts and I think he's, there's definitely some upside there. So um, I thought that the Nationals would get close to the Dodgers and at least one of this set. Um, and I thought it might be tomorrow. So my lean was the uh, run line. We're getting plus money on Washington on the run line here, plus 120. So yeah, I thought I those ex yeah, the extra run and a half. Um, I wasn't as brave as you wouldn't put them up um, on the money line. Yeah, but I'll take them with that run and a half to keep this game relatively close. Um, if you want that plus 120, uh, the place to find it is at WinBet. Um, the bet 50 to win $200 promotion is still rolling along. A uh, $50 bet will qualify you for up to 200 bucks in free bets. Uh, plus the WinBet Casino is offering the 100% deposit bonus up to 1,000 bucks. Uh, all users can receive a $20 free bet whether they win, lose or push. With three or more leg build your own bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Uh, the match is coming at the win bet as well. Uh, the Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers uh, versus Al Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Brady and Rodgers are minus 200. Uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes plus 165. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, loads to choose from. Just download the win bet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or over and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Next game, 7.05 Eastern. First pitch is the Baltimore Orioles at the New York Yankees. Uh, this is Bruce Zimmerman uh, against Jordan Montgomery. And the lines are... Uh, the lines are Baltimore plus 213. New York Yankees minus 253. The overall under is set at eight. Uh, Zimmerman is two and two with a 348 ERA. Started eight games, pitched 41 and a third with 34 Ks and a whip of 126. Uh, Montgomery is 0 and 1. Can't buy a win, Montgomery. Uh, 335 ERA, um, 40 and a third, 32 Ks in a 1.12 whip. Um, the two pitchers have almost identical lines here. We've got the, the pitch one in indifference, uh, 41 and a third to 40 and a third. We've got 34 strikeouts to 32. Uh, and we've got a whip of 126 to 112 and 13 uh, points separating the ERA as well. Um, I seem to have handicapped the Orioles and the Yankees every day for about three weeks. So, like, I don't know what else I can <laughs> say about uh, the these things. These two pitchers actually faced each other last week. Uh, Zimmerman, um, they did get to him a little bit. Um, not hugely. I think he's a little bit unlucky. They did uh, seven hits, uh, five earned runs on five innings pitched. Um, 
But in the same game, Montgomery went uh, seven hits um, and three earned runs as well. So I don't know. It's a it's a real it's a real tight one here. Um, I'm not unhappy taking Baltimore. Well, I took them. I think I took them every day uh, last week in various guises. Um, today, uh, I think that the the run line might be the line for Baltimore. Uh, just a little bit like Washington, take the underdogs. Uh, Baltimore um, at plus money again, plus one hundred five with that one-and-a-half uh, run start. Um, yeah, they've been more than competitive, Baltimore. Um, I wouldn't put you off the uh, the money line, to be honest with you, uh, but I'll be a little bit more conservative, which isn't like me, and I'll take Baltimore on the run line. Um, what do you think about this one, Noah? Yeah, so the, <clears throat> like you said, the, the listeners that are listening to every podcast, they would have heard me... Uh, giving out the PVB for this exact matchup last week. And Correct. in this exact, yeah. in this exact matchup, Zimmerman, he does not usually do too well against the Yankees. A lot of the Yankees have great hitting numbers against Zimmerman. So I'm going to be on the other side of this game uh, from you. I, I'm going to take the Yankees on the money line, the run line, and I'll take the over eight. Okay. Yeah. I remember the, I think I did quite well with some of those Baltimore players. Uh, in DFS, particularly actually last week, um, that was that was good info. Uh, next is a seven twenty Eastern first pitch, which is the Phillies at the Braves. Uh, Kyle Gibson uh, goes for the Phillies, and Max Fried uh, is on the hill for Atlanta. Um, the lines are uh, the Phillies are slight underdogs at plus one twenty six Atlanta. Are minus one forty five. The over or under is set at seven and a half. A good game to handicap this one. Relatively tight game. Uh, Kyle Gibson has been going along uh, fine. He's three and two, three ninety eight ERA. Uh, started eight games, forty three innings pitched. Has struck out thirty seven with a whip of um, one twenty three. Uh, and Max Fried is four and two, uh, has an ERA of three thirty one. Uh, again, eight games started, forty nine innings pitched. He struck out forty seven, and has a WHIP of one point zero four. Um, Gibson's been reliable in every start, apart from one against the Dodgers. Uh, the and the Dodgers obviously with that lineup can get to absolutely anyone. Um, Max Fried. Hasn't particularly convinced me in his last two starts. He's given up uh, three and four earned runs in those two starts. Uh, The conclusion I came to here, uh, I've written down a really sweaty over. That's what we're going to have here. We're going to take the over seven and a half um, and it's going to land on eight. So we're not going to win this one easy. It's not going to finish nine, six. We're not going to get 15 runs. Uh, We're going to take the over and we're going to win by half a run. But uh, there's nothing... uh, there's nothing wrong with winning by half a run, though, and that's what we're going to do here. Uh, what did you think about the um, Phillies at the Braves? You know, that was my most confident confident pick in this matchup. I look at it, and a lot of people are going to see Freed, Gibson. That's a good pitch as a matchup. And when you dig a little bit deeper, that Phillies bullpen is not great. So I think once this Braves hitting lineup can get into that bullpen, they should be able to see success. Some success. Oh my God, I can't talk. But uh, yeah, I really like this over. <clears throat> so, and I don't think it's going to be a very public play either, just by looking at the pitching matchup. So I like the over seven and a half, and I'll take the Braves to win and cover the run line. Yeah, I'm I not think the names those, and the records, though. the names and the records will kind of instantly point towards the under, but just a little bit of recency there um, on Max Fried and that, and that dodgy start gives out against the Dodgers. And like you say, the the Phillies pen as well. Um, yeah, I think we can get to the over. Uh, next is a seven forty Eastern first pitch: the Detroit Tigers and the Minnesota Twins. Uh, we have had some discombobulation regarding the uh, Detroit pitcher here because I handicapped Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, but you since tell me that Tarek Skubal uh, is going for Detroit. So I'll defer to you uh, this game in a little while. Sunny Gray. Uh, is on the mound for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, the Twins are minus 222 favourites. Detroit are plus 187. Over under a set at eight and a half. Um, 
Sonny Gray, one and one, three forty-eight ERA, pitched twenty and two thirds. Remember, he had a late start of the season uh, for Sonny Gray. Twenty-five strikeouts in a one twenty-six whip. Um, what I've written down for Gray's been steady, verging on the good. Uh, so we're getting there. He needs to limit his walks. Uh, that that's key uh, for Sonny Gray. Um, Minnesota thirteen and eight at home. Uh, I thought the bigger a slightly better right. Obviously, I'd written down Minnesota on the run line because I thought this had an Erod blow up spot written all over it. Now we're not going to get the chance to see that um, because you're going to tell us about Tarek Scooble and if he can uh, keep Detroit competitive here. Uh, no. Yeah, so Erod, like you mentioned, Eduardo Rodriguez, who's the opening day starter for the Tigers, has been quite disappointing this year. Um, and in his last start against Tampa Bay, um, Tampa Bay nor no. Uh, God, I cannot talk. <clears throat> they normally hit very well against Erod, and they bounced him out of the first inning. He did leave due to injury, but they put up three runs on him and like four at bats. It was kind of crazy. Um, so I think I mentioned this on yesterday's podcast too, but <clears throat> this Tigers starting rotation is just down to the bitter and it's Tarek Skubal and like young guns that we've brought up from the minor leagues. So, the way Scoobal's been pitching this year so far, he's been lights out, and it has a lot of this fan base believing that this is the opening day starter. This is the ace for years to come. So far this year, he is uh, 3-2 and two in 44.2 innings pitched. He's giving up, given up nine total runs um, with 50 strikeouts to eight walks on the year. Um diving into his profile a little bit more his last three outings he has not given up a run so that is 18 straight innings with no runs and in those 18 innings he has 21 strikeouts so yeah this kid's just an absolute stud and Sonny gray like you mentioned he's actually been quite good this year and we were talking offline this is sort of a sneaky pitching matchup so the reason why I know Scoobles going is because um, he got drilled last week in his start by a line drive right off the shin. And because of Erod missing the day, they decided to throw Fiedo, uh due to a rainout yesterday. And now Monday, um, Brisky's going and it moves Scoobal into Erod's rotational spot. So it works out good for the Tigers, but overall just not a pretty situation for, I don't know, the next month for the Tigers here with just no veteran pitching. Yeah, they're having to move all the pieces around. Um, the one little nugget I've got on Detroit that I'll point out is that the by far the lowest scoring team uh, in MLB. They've scored 33 fewer runs uh, than the Pirates, who were the uh, the second lowest scoring team. I think they scored 110 runs, uh, Detroit, which mm. is, um, yeah, particularly I, I think, I, I mean, I play with some Hispanics on my college ball team and, and they say the same thing. I mean, up here in America, it's, it's cold in the North and they don't really get going until it gets warmer. And we see that with Miguel Cabrera every year. He's heating up right now. He's hitting like three thirty three in his last 10 games or something like that. So um, it just, it, it's kind of normal. Last year they had a rough start and then they got really hot in the summer months. It, it you hate, you hate, it, it sucks that it happens, but it, it, you can't blame them for not being used to the weather. It's hard to adjust yeah, to. Yeah, yeah they're, they're already a few, well, about two weeks behind the curve from last season when they actually started heating up. Uh, so yeah. we've been waiting for that to kick in. So we'll just have to see. Um, I'll tell you what they could do with Noah. They could do with some athletic greens and their AG1 supplement. That'll sort them out. Uh, one delicious scoop of AG1. Uh, and the Detroit Tigers will absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help them start their day right. Uh, a special blend of ingredients, uh, which supports the gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery focus, and aging, uh, all the things the Detroit Tiger needs to get back uh, in the win column. Costs less than $3 a day. Uh, you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. 
To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune support and vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. That's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Do you think my Next. fantasy team can get that too? I'm not even sure Athletic Greens could save your fantasy team, mate. <laughs> Uh, you need a few nose beers or something, but uh, may- maybe you could uh, write the shift this week. Who knows? Um, next up is the seven forty-five Eastern first pitch: the Toronto Blue Jays at the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Kevin Gorsman goes for Toronto, and uh, Jordan Hicks is the pitcher. I reckon uh, is going to take the hill uh, for St. Louis. The are no lines. I've got no lines on this. Uh, whatsoever, um, because I think you say that the pitching for the for St Louis hasn't been confirmed yet. Although I believe it to be Jordan Hicks. Um, Noah, uh, did you uh, get to handicap this one much with with that TBD pitches? You have anyone for uh, St Louis against Toronto? Uh, so you, you said you found Jordan Hicks, which took, which took me a little bit off guard because I didn't find somebody, but I mean, on the other side, when you got Kevin Gosman on the mound, does it really matter? Um, Gosman's three and three on the year with a two fifty two ERA 57 strikeouts to only three walks on the season and 51.2 innings pitch. Gosman is coming off a start where he put up his lowest total of strikeouts in a game so far this season with only three against the Mariners. There's no probable pitcher. Well, they're Jordan Hicks probably going, but I look for a good bat, well, bounce back spot and bounce back performance from Gosman here. Um, exact opposite. I'm afraid uh, I am feeding wow. these blue Jays. Um <laughs> Yeah, I know uh, it's not, it's not. So what if I'm I told afraid. you under, what if I, what if we what if we compromise on an under? I will take the under. I've got no problem with that at all. Obviously, we'll need to see a number because it's okay. going to be low. They're just going to see Gosman's name on there. And it's going to be seven. Like so, I'd struggle to take the seven. Hicks puts up identical lines every time he pitches. All the, it's just twos and threes everywhere. That's all you can see. Two hits, three runs, three runs, two hits, three innings, two hits, three uh, two walks. So there's twos and threes across the board um, for Hicks. Um, however, the Blue Jays are just... I, I did mention on the earlier podcast that they start to concern me. Um, and I had a, I've had a, a little bit of a deeper dive since we recorded that this afternoon. Um, so, yeah, they're 22 and 19. Um, they're expected win-loss. Um, so the Pythagorean uh, win-loss. It's, it's got them at 19 and 22. Um, so they haven't been very good. And they've also been a bit lucky as well. Um so I don't think that's going to hold as much. I th- really, it was the price, I think. With, with Gorsman on the mound, I think St. Louis will be a big price here. Uh, you've got a good lineup. I think St. Louis have got every chance of winning this game um, against a Toronto side who uh, aren't convincing me even a little bit. So, yeah, uh, I'll take St. Louis on the money. I don't know what it'll be. Um, I'm guessing it'll be plus money. Uh, with uh, Gorsman going for the Blue Jays. So, yeah, give me St. Louis uh, as a live dog. We need to see the price. Uh, but yeah, I'll go for it. I'll go for that one. Um, next is at 8-10 Eastern first pitch, which is the Guardians at the Astros. Uh, again, TBD pitcher. No, it's not TBD. It's Cal Quantrill. I got to the bottom of this one. Uh, Cal Quantrill is going to go uh, for the Guardians and Framba Valdez uh, will go for the Houston Astros. Uh, the lines are not up. I don't have any lines for this one, unfortunately. Um, Quantrill, uh, one and two with a 348 ERA. Um, started seven games, pitched 41 and a third. Um, 25 strikeouts and a 119 whip. Valdez is three and two with a 268 ERA. Started eight games, 47 innings, pitched 39 Ks and a 126 whip. Um, Quantrill's been good. Uh, oh, so he's been okay. He's he gets deep in the games. He's very reliable. He gets you six or seven innings every time. Um, Valdez has only given up four runs in his last 20 and two thirds. He struck out 20. Um, like I just talked about with Jordan Hicks, actually, you get a very similar line with Valdez every time. Um, Houston at 12 and five at home. Trust Valdez, but I think Quantrill could go all right here. Obviously, I haven't seen a line, uh, 
I don't think the sign would be too prohibitive though. So I'd be leaning towards the under if we can see maybe an eight and a half or possibly an eight uh, and under for me. Cleveland at Houston, Noah. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I love this under. I like I like Quantrill. Um, he's very fun to watch uh, as as we face him a couple of times a year with uh, being in the AL Central. And, I mean, for Amber Valdez, there's nothing really uh, much I can add on to you. Just, he's a stud as well on the mound. So, under would be my choice in this game, and then I'd take the Astros to win and cover the run line on my tally site. So check out on uh, the sports gambling podcast.com MLB picks. I'll have every, every game chosen money, money line, run line totals. Um, last, <clears throat> last week, I kind of took a couple of games off just so I could appear on some leaderboards and get back at some <laughs> internet trolls. But yeah, I'll be back to my usual grind this week. Uh, the cynical, cynical maneuver, mate. That's very crafty. I like it. I am all for it. <laughs> The next game on the card is uh, the Clash of the Sox. It is the Red Sox and the White Sox. 8-10 Eastern first pitch. Nick Pavetta goes for the Boston Red Sox and Dylan Cease uh, for the Chicago White Sox. Um, Dylan Cease and the White Sox are uh, the favourites at minus 161. Boston plus 138. Over or under is set at 8. Um. Yeah, Nick Pavetta. Let's just have a look. He's two and four, four twenty-two ERA uh, so far for Pavetta. Uh, he's pitched forty-two and two-thirds in eight starts. Uh, he's coming off that complete strike. game too. Yeah, yeah, uh, forty-one strikeouts and um, a whip of one point one five. And as Noah says, yeah, he pitched to. A complete game last time. They gave up one earned run on two hits, striking out eight um, against Houston, uh, which was a stellar performance from Pavetta. Uh, Dylan Cease uh, has also been been going through the gears as well. Uh, Dylan Cease is four and one. Uh, he has an ERA of 3.09. Uh, yeah, but Nick Pavetta's. Um, you tend to, if you sign up for Nick Pavetta, you just have to get on the roller coaster and see like how much fun you have because you never really know what you what you're getting. Uh, however, that's kind of leveled out uh, relatively recently. Um, Let me ask you this: however, though. so go on then. so <clears throat> the complete game seems like it's getting more and more rare. It's almost like we're treating it as a no hitter and the no hitter is being treated as a perfect game right now with yeah. the way that uh, the, the bullpen management and the starting pitching uh, like pitch limit is being managed. Um, yeah. So is this like, would you kind of fade this like a guy coming off a no hitter? A little bit. Yeah. Um, I like to feed certainly or even a couple of uh, years ago, there was a there was a school of thought. You would always fade a pitcher off like a ten strikeout performance, just because they're they're almost ready to fall off next time out. And that's a little <laughs> bit like when when you've got the complete when you've thrown a complete game, uh, ready to fade him. I mean, compare that with Dylan Cease's last three games. We're talking about how well Dylan Cease has been pitching, and he has four and one, three point zero nine ERA. That's three starts have been five innings, four innings, and five and two thirds. Yeah, yeah. But so, I mean, those, you're, barely, you're averaging half a game. Yeah, with those strikeouts, I mean, he's racking up his own pitch count. He's getting 10, 11, 12 strikeouts in a game. Yeah, that's forty six pitches in its own, just on the twelve strikeouts or whatever. The ten strikeouts. Yeah, so it's 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 hard to know where to send. I just think is I have to feed Pavetta. Yeah. Um. To be honest, the I I hadn't. I'd fade him. I'm going to fade him, but I hadn't, not because of the complete game. Actually, you've thrown that in, uh, and that just makes me feel a little bit better about it. Um, Boston, I've been better. Uh, they've just won that uh, four game set at the week uh, over the weekend. Um, yeah, but this has been rolling. I think this could be relatively low scoring. Uh, White Sox got that uh, win eventually over the over the Yankees. In the face of all that Tim Anderson nonsense uh, over the weekend, yeah, I think the White Sox will win. I think it might be a little four-one, a little four-two, something like that. 
Um, and I was having to actually take the uh, White Sox on the run line here, uh, plus 130, uh, getting that run and a half start. Um, I think Pavetta has got a potential blow up in him because it's all been going a little bit too well uh, and I just don't trust it. So, yeah, I think that could go that way. Um, what do you think? I mean, that's my angle. I really like it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fading Pavetta coming off the complete game. And uh, like you said, he might just kind of be due. And it's Cease on the other end. So, you know, you're going to get four, five, six good innings from the guy. Um, the minus 150 seems like it, it's a little juicier, but I don't have much... Um, uh, I guess nervousness. I don't know. I can't think of a better word off the top of my head, but this Boston bullpen has been, uh, like you said, a roller coaster as of late. Um, you, you never know what you're going to get from the, the back end guys. So they are rolling as of right now, but I mean, I'll take the White Sox on the money line, the spread, and I'll take the over in this game. Oh, going the other way. So it's White Sox. Uh, with the disagreement on the lines. Right, okay, Patrick, uh, here we go. Manscaped. Are you ready? I'm going to add, uh, I mean, take I, a deep breath. Trust, so I, I <laughs> take a deep breath. Are you ready? Let's go for it. Sweaty sack summer is approaching and it's time for you to prioritise the comfort of your crotch. That's why the kings of crotch comfort, Manscaped, have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. Uh, we've had the honour of testing the year at SGP. Uh, and apparently it is the softest fabric of any underwear. Uh, so breathable that it's like gills for your groin, but even trademark the dual pouch so you know it's serious. It sounds serious. I think it's time you invest in your family jewels, let your bulls breathe and get 20% off and free shipping by using code SGP at manscaped.com. So let's say, for example, no, you're on a date and your partner catches that manscaped trademark on the waistband of your pants. It's almost guaranteed to raise some eyebrows and act like the billboard on the highway to Pleasure Town. Uh, so outside of uh, that, you've got the, the lawnmower 4.0, the electric trimmer for below the waist grooming. Uh, the jewel pouch cradles your boys at their own special space lined with perforated performance fabric. Um, Michael, micro-modal fabric is buttery soft and breathable. Uh, the tagless waistband hugs your body without digging in, and it is flat against your skin to reduce chaffing. Front fly, easy access, uh, and you can choose from any arrangement of designs and colours and sizes, ranging from small to 3XL. Did you say chaffing? Chaffing, yeah. What did you want me to say? Chaffing? Would, would you like me to say chaffing? <laughs> I think that's what the word is, right? Well, in your country, let a thousand let a thousand blossoms bloom. The words chaffing, yeah. <laughs> so that funny. Of all the stupid things I've said on this podcast, you can't hang me up about chaffing. Listen, if I went and spoke to any one of my mates tomorrow, like if and I said, Oh, I was then I was the new pants, so I played baseball in the weekend, me yeah, uh, me bollocks were chaffing against me leg. Like cha- chaffing is the acceptable pronunciation. <laughs> and I refuse to uh, back down on that. Um, what am I doing? I'm giving you all 20% off so you can avoid chaffing. Uh, free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. Once the boxes 2.0 touch your sack, you'll never look back. I'm going to think of something that rhymes with chaffing now and make my own little ad read for well, that for next what, time. what we need to do is make our own little ad read about Andrew Chaffin or Chaffin. Oh, the of course, yeah. <clears throat> there you go. You see now that, yeah. We see a Chaffin or a Chaffin. Uh, I think it's, I think he's Chaffin. <laughs> I, there you I go don't... then. That poor he's, man can't be Chaffin. He's, he's a big man. He's got some big legs. He might be Chaffin. He's a hairy man as well. He's got that, uh, great, <laughs> that <too. laughs> He's got that mullet and that great tash going. So yeah, I reckon the uh, nice curls on it as a, well. A bit of a man rug down there to sort out. Yeah, he should be the uh, poster boy, really. Yeah, you should. Yeah, we'll sort that out. Um, what we nearly got through that, and then you chimed, uh, chimed up with your chaffing it, chat, and it, uh, it made Patrick laugh. That's that's all I meant. Yeah, yeah, we uh, that was that little three minute. Uh, piece was exclusively for Patrick. I uh, hope you enjoyed that, mate. 
Um, next, where should we go? We'll go to the Texas Rangers at the LA Angels, uh, 9.38 Eastern first pitch. Dane Dunning goes for Texas and Noah Syndergaard goes for the Angels. Uh, the Rangers are an underdog at plus 148. Uh, Thor and the Angels are minus 175. The over or under is set at eight. Uh, Dunning, one and two, 392 ERA, 43 and two thirds, 43 Ks, and a 121 whip. Syndergaard, three and two, uh, a 360 ERA, uh, started six games, 30 innings pitched, 22 Ks, and a 123 whip. Um, Dunning had a bad out in two starts to go against Boston, um, but he's been okay apart from that. He's slightly worse on the road, uh, which is a mild concern here. Um, Syndergaard got smashed up last time at uh, Texas, as it happens. Uh, he only managed two outs in that game, uh, gave up four earned runs. Uh, but he was great before that. Um, I know it might have been you who pointed out, uh, you or Dylan, that his, um, his velo was down a little bit and that you that was a red flag for a potential yeah. blow-up uh, for Syndergaard. <clears throat> so maybe... Maybe that came home to Roos last time out. Um, yeah, I said I his velo this... was down yeah, and he was due for a blow up. And then he gave him out on my DFS lineup and then he blew up. Uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, hilarious. I played him that night. That was the night yeah. I wrote down everything you said and I played him that night. Yeah, and woke up and he looked like the best guy later. on the slate, but that was, that was not yeah. pretty. Yeah, it minus three and a half points or something. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, I think that uh, actually was the correct. Yeah, two dollars. I'm never going to see again. Um, so yeah, the, the key the key to this game is whether or not you you fancy the Syndergaard uh, bounce back. Uh, if you think he's going to bounce back, you you take them. Um, the Angels bats are in good form as well. I know uh, Mike Trout nearly hit for the cycle last night. Um, I think it was last night, or it might be in the night before. Uh, show here still rolling. Um, the Angels are fourteen and eight at home. Now, just checking these odds again, because I got this earlier on at minus 130. Now, you see, that's moved. I wrote down, this should be minus 150. Now, it's updated to minus 175. So, actually, that's that's flip-flopped a lot. That changes things a little bit. You, if you were uh, if you were an early bird and got that minus 130 at Winbet about two hours ago, um, then you're in business. I can't rightfully give that out at minus 175. Uh, I, I could go to the under here because, like I said, Dunning's been going okay. Um, but yeah, I'm going to pivot away. I'll ask, I'll get your opinion here because I was happy with the Angels at minus one thirty, but not at this revised price, Noah. Yeah, um, I would say this. I, I'm not. I wouldn't be nervous about playing the Rangers on the money line. They've been better than expected this year. And my actual angle for this game is Dane, Dane Dunning strikeout prop because. Guy's been consistently racking up five, six, seven strikeouts a game, and the Angels are one of the worst teams um, in strike in strikeout rate against right-handed pitching. So, um, yeah, they do have a ton of offensive boppers, but they do. It's basically like three true outcomes with that team. They are either hitting a home run, they're striking out, or they're walking. So, um, I, I would be looking into a strikeout prop on Dunning if it's not over like a seven. Yeah, I like Dunning. He's been he's good to watch. That'll be a good game to watch, actually. Um the 940 Eastern first pitch is the Kansas City Royals at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um on the mound for Kansas City uh, will be Jonathan Heasley. Uh and on the mound for Arizona is uh, Zach Gallen. Um the lines, if I can just fetch him up. Uh Kansas City are Plus 157. Uh, Arizona minus 183. That's probably the shortest price the D-backs have been so far this season. Uh, over under set at eight and a half. Uh, Noah, you can lead us off with uh, Kansas and the minus 183 Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, um, so minus 183 is going to scare me off the money line, but it's not going to scare me off the run line here. 
Uh, Jonathan Heasley, he's 0-2 on the year with a 432 ERA with only two strikeouts and seven walks and 8.1 innings pitched. He has started two games. His record his record owns losses against the White Sox and the Rangers so far this year with only one strikeout in each game. Personally, I'm kind of rooting against this guy so that way Brady Singer can sneak back into the rotation and get another opportunity. As for Zach Gallen, he's 3-0 and on the year with a one 1-4 ERA, 39 strikeouts, only eight walks in 39 innings pitched. Gallon has been one of the best arms this season, just riding under the radar. The milk jug has wins in three of his last four outings, and that one other start was a no decision versus the Cubs, where he had nine strikeouts and only gave up one run. I love the D-backs to win this game, cover the spread, and keep it under. Did you just call him the milk jug? Yes, sir. Oh, is that a thing that you've just called him, or is this a real thing? Well, uh, uh, you get a gallon of milk from the grocery store, <laughs> yeah. and I worked. Yeah, I worked that. I I did have to. Yeah, I ran it through my brain for about six seconds, and I got. I reached that conclusion. I just didn't know if this was a common nickname or if something that you were just trying to get the stick. I don't. I don't think it is. I think I've seen it on Twitter from like one other account, and then I kind of just took it and ran with it a couple of times. Okay, good. Yeah, count me in. I will, from henceforth, uh, call him the milk jug. Um, <laughs> Easley, I just having a look at Jonathan Easley, yeah, and he could be Andrew Chafin's twin brother. He's got the little curly mullet coming out <laughs> of the work. He's, he's quite a jolly-looking, round-faced fella uh, with a tash and the, the uh, curly mullet going on. So, yeah, this is all tying in. People think this show's just thrown together, uh, Noah, and I'm here to tell you different. Um Oh, I really? I mean, I passed out until recording. Yeah, time, yeah, you did. So. It. You did crank out a four hour nap this afternoon <laughs> while I was waiting for you to join me. So, yeah, that's a decent effort. Um, I got the under on this one. Um, like Gallon's that. been great. Yeah, Gallon's been great. And Heasley hasn't been too bad. And also, I do think the D backs bats are going to cool off a little bit. So, even if. Uh, Arizona can comfortably win this. It might be something like a, a 5-1 game. Uh, so the eight and a half seemed really high for me. Uh, and I had quite a strong feeling, because uh, Kansas City aren't hitting either, uh, that this could quite easily get to to get to the under eight and a half. Um, yeah, I like that one a lot. Uh, next is a 9.40 Eastern first pitch between the Oakland Athletics and the Seattle Mariners. Uh, James Caprile goes for Oakland and George K before Seattle. Uh, Seattle are the favourites minus 153 Oakland plus 131 over or under is set at 7.5 Caprillion is 0-2 450 ERA he's pitched 18 innings 16 strikeouts and a 128 whip Uh, Kirby is 0-1 with a 360 ERA Uh, yeah three starts for for George Kirby, um, has pitched 15 innings and struck out 11 to a whip of 1.13. Caprillion's been good. He started really well last season and I picked him up in a few places and I think we backed him a few times and got some results and then he kind of fell off a cliff. Um, He's given up no more than two earned runs um, in his last three starts and I've got no issues with him on the road either. Seems to be quite settled uh, on the road. Um, Kirby had two excellent starts when he first came up um, and then Boston caught him last time for uh, eight hits and five earned runs um, so yeah I'm not sure what to expect from Kirby here it's, it's how Kirby reacts um, I, with a little combination here I'm going to back Kirby's ability and I'm also going to back Caprillian's recent performances uh, and that led me to the under under seven and a half here at minus 103. Uh, you mentioned on the earlier pod today, I think about Oakland's uh, AAA lineup as well. Uh, so not expecting a load of runs from then. So yeah, all of that pointed to the under. I don't, uh, seven and a half, often a bit skinny for me, but um, looking at that, I, I got that at minus 103. Uh, so Oakland at Seattle, Noah. Yeah, um, I'm... Really hoping that Kirby can take advantage of this weak lineup that you mentioned, because uh, I will be starting him in in fantasy. Uh, <clears throat> the kid has a lot of talent, some very good promise from him. Um, so uh, 
it seems like a good play to be taking the Seattle on the money line. I'll pick them to uh, cover the spread. And I really like that under that under is going to be my favorite bet from this game under seven and a half. Okay. So co-signed Noah there on the under. Uh, Next we have two games left uh, to handicap the nine forty Eastern first pitch is the Milwaukee Brewers at the San Diego Padres. Corbin Burns for the Brewers and Blake Snell uh, for the Padres. I bet you there's been some line movement here as well. This is the, that time of night where uh, it's it's after midnight here now where I am. But I think obviously America's just waking up uh, and the odds are changing stuff. Yeah, a little bit. I'm going to talk you through what's happening here. So the Brewers are minus 130, San Diego plus 111. Over under is at six and a half. Uh, again, when I handicapped this earlier on, I got Milwaukee at minus 115, which was my pick. And they've now uh, shortened up to minus 130. Uh, but you've got this one covered, Noah. So uh, talk us through um, Milwaukee at San Diego. Yeah, so two years ago, we would have said this is a pitcher's duel and a must-watch game. But with Snell's recent injuries, it's tough to guarantee that still. In his first start back, Snell took a loss to the Phillies where he gave up three runs and 4.2 innings pitched with five strikeouts and three walks. As for Corbin Burns, the reigning NL Cy Young winner, he is one and two on the year, but his record does not reflect how good he has been so far this year. Again, he owns a 226 ERA with 62 strikeouts and only eight walks in 52.1 innings pitched. He's not, he's not quite off to that heroic start where he went like 55 strikeouts to zero walks but it's still really dang good in his second start this season i'm hoping blake snell steps up a little bit and plays into the moment to give us a nice under however i'll take the brew crew to win the padres to cover the run line um yeah i thought this was a great chance for milwaukee to take on Snell. um i hope Snell gets back to, to something like a uh d- decent form um, like I say, he's had that, he had that one start. Um, still not really what to expect from him. And I think the Brewers seem well-placed to take advantage of that uh, against the lefty as well. Uh, so, yeah, really tight game. Um, it was certainly tight there earlier on when I saw the prices. And I was just taking the better picture here, pretty straightforward. I don't think there's much between the two lineups. Uh, so give me um, the better and more reliable pitcher in Corbin Burns. So Milwaukee at minus 115. Um has shifted slightly towards minus 130. So have a shop around, see what you can find there. But yeah, the Brewers, uh, the Brewers are the bet for me. That's a low total, uh, but the Padres have been basically automatic on the under. They've been the Reds for the under this year so far. Yeah, they're the opposite end. Um, <laughs> last game is the 9.45 Eastern first pitches. The New York Mets at the San Francisco Giants. Chris Bassett uh, goes for the Mets and Logan Webb goes for the Giants. The lines are New York are underdogs here at plus 114. San Francisco at minus 133. Uh, another low total over or under is set at seven. Um, Bassett is four and two with the 277 ERA. Started eight games, 48 and two thirds pitched, 49 strikeouts and a 109 whip. Uh, Logan Webb, five and one, 354 ERA. Eight games started, 48 and one-third pitched, 34 Ks and a 126 whip. Um, Bassett, uh, four earned runs on nine hits last time out against St. Louis, uh, but he'd been stellar before that. Um, St. Louis also got to where Logan Webb two starts ago. Um, And generally, uh, if you take those those two St. Louis starts out, and I know you can't just randomly take any starts out, uh, that fit your narrative. Um, but I think Bassett's been sharper than Webb so far this season. So for me, this was a case of a slightly better pitcher and a slightly better team. New, I think the Mets are a better team uh, than the Giants. And uh, plus money, plus 114 um, for a better baseball team. I'll take that all day, every day. Yeah, this is a strong pick for me uh, and, a, and a plus money uh, underdog, Noah. You know what? You you can't take two games out of St. out of his record for St. Louis. If you can do that, I can do that. I'm going to do that. It was one Logan game each. Webb. I didn't take. It was one I'm, game from each pitcher that made it even. 
Oh, oh, okay. I was gonna say Logan one Webb has one... two games against St. Louis too. <laughs> I think it was his thing. Yeah, it was. Uh, two... He had one decent one, and then uh, two starts ago, maybe they got to him a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it was. It was. It, it struck me as a as a decent comparison to make because I was taking out one start against St. Louis. Um, yeah, it was the one on the seventh of May where he went for eight hits and four earned runs, which is a very similar length as a, uh, the Bassett one was nine hits. And four in runs. So that meant I could offset them, if that's all yeah. right with you. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I, I misunderstood you then. But I will say <laughs> this. The Logan Webb record of 5-1 and one doesn't actually reflect. He's actually been not as good as he was last year to start this exactly, year. Exactly, yeah. He has to be in his shop. <clears throat> yeah, so I... I I like the under for this matchup because I like both pitchers. I like Matt, I like Bassett. I, I like Webb. I'm a pitcher guy. I've been giving out a lot of unders on this Monday and Tuesday slate here today, but uh, this is going to be another one. I, I like the under, and it's it's St. Louis. They scrap these games out at home. They're down a couple of games in the NL West race. I think this is one that they get against the Mets. I, I have San Francisco winning the first two games of the series against the Mets. Okay. Uh, well, you're wrong, but you're entitled to your opinion there. Um, okay, we've got our, got our lock and dunk to come. Before that, though, uh, let's make sure that you're safe online with IP Vanish. Um, if you use incognito mode, that doesn't actually protect your privacy. Um Without the security, uh, added security of IP Vanish, you may as well give all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why at the SGPN, we use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. It encrypts 100% of your data, so details, passwords, communications, browsing history, importantly, etc., it will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Uh, you can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices, uh, computers, tablets, phones, fire sticks. Uh, it doesn't sacrifice any speed. Uh, you can stream your media on there, um, do it at home or in public. Um, one push of a button and you are in business with IP Vanish. Uh, they're offering 70% off a yearly plan for our listeners uh, with a 30-day money-back guarantee, uh, the equivalent to getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP to claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Okay, then, Noah, I think we did a great job there. I'm, I'm full of confidence about this Tuesday night uh, picks. Um, sometimes right, sometimes wrong, always confident. Um you can lead off, young man. Give us your lock and dog. So my lock is going to be... I, I might just give out two plus money picks because those are my two conf most confident ones today. Do it. Um, so let's make the dog the Washington Nationals run line, plus one and a half, plus 125. And let's make the lock Arizona Diamondbacks minus one and a half at plus 100. Wow. Okay. I love that. Uh, like you say, the, yeah, there's an air of confidence around this podcast uh, tonight. Um, I'm going to do the same as you. Uh, not intentionally, <laughs> actually, um, because my lock was even money. So I suppose it technically a plus price is plus, plus yeah. 100. Um, however, it shifted to plus 114. I'm taking the New York Mets. Uh, I'm taking Chris Bassett um, to beat Logan Webb. Um, and yeah, I can get that at plus 114. And also, my dog's going to be a run line the same as yours. I'm going to take Chicago White Sox. Uh, trust Dylan Cease, don't trust Nick Pavetta. Fairly straightforward. Um, and yeah, the, that blow up might be coming. We, we might be back on the roller coaster uh, this time tomorrow with Nick Pavetta. Uh, so yeah, I'll take I like Chicago White Sox with the runs uh, at plus 130. Um, yeah, we did a good job there, mate. Um, maybe that four-hour sleep's just got you in the right headspace. You might have to start doing that every day. I, I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go for more. Ready to go. Uh, <laughs> ready to right, run through a brick okay. wall. 
I think we've got slightly delirious in the last ten minutes. We've handicapped a lot I'm, of baseball and we've chatted I'm a lot ready of baseball. To, you had a I'm ready to be to do as well today. Yeah, I know. I got a college baseball pod to go. Um, but yeah, I'm ready to be Josh Donaldson and run through two different teams, my own team and the White Sox team. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, and any neutral out there as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, continue to get in touch and enjoy having a little chat with some people. Uh, the Slack channel is a very vibrant place, uh, as are the nightly DFS contests as well. A uh, little bit of fun. For a couple of dollars, you can't go wrong. It's worth it just for the crack, really. Um, uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Use the uh, SGP. And I, that means the, the banter, no way, is what we're talking about. Uh yeah, so but the way you said that was caught me off guard, and I thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, like great review, we need to get higher to sixty nine in those shots. Oh, there, there you uh, go. By all means, <laughs> that's another. That's another little. Uh... Oh, it's all. <laughs> yeah, we've definitely got to be double entendre. It's twenty. It's twenty two minutes after midnight. I am going to go to bed and listen to some baseball on the radio while I'm there. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with more of this silliness. Uh, so, what's not to like about any of that? Uh, take care. We'll see you down the road. Cheers. Mm-hmm.